This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Well, happy Tuesday to you. Great to have you with us here on KGMI Connects, and we hope you'll be on the radio by giving us a call, 360-676-5464. As always, open lines on whatever is on your mind. We do want to hear from you. You set the tone for our program. See, the fuel first jet flight from London to New York City, transatlantic flight uh, by a jetliner that's powered just by, like, biofuel, I guess you'd call it, like fats, fuel made from mostly, like, tallow and and waste fat, I guess, uh, what's that, French fry grease and stuff like that, flew from London to New York this today, earlier today. Maybe it can be done. Make a lot of French fries, I guess. And if we're eating all those French fries to fuel our airplanes, then I guess we're going to have to take that weight loss drug. Sad, I guess. What a statement. And I'm no one to talk. I'm not uh, speaking from, uh, you know, the, the low end of the uh, of the scale. But, um, yeah, it's kind of a sad statement that we're counting on a new drug to reduce our waistlines. But, um uh, whatever's on your mind, we do want to hear from you. And uh, well, Michelle in Bellingham gets us started today. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. It's a rare day that I beat John in Ferndale. For That's the right. Usually you're one of our later <laughs> callers. You, you kind of get warmed up through the program. Yes, but I will not talk about he who shall not be named. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just want to say I saw a – well, first of all, I just want to make a quick one quick comment before I talk about – about Hamas in Israel. Um, uh, We will need fossil fuels for quite a few more years. I do agree with you in the sense that we need to work on developing cheaper electric vehicles, affordable electric vehicles, electric vehicles that have a range that is compatible with our civilization, and on and on. But Mm -hmm. it's going to be quite a while. But maybe, you know, it may not be in our lifetimes, but I hope it will be in our children's lifetimes that we can solve these problems. Okay? Okay. Um, And the other thing is on Hamas, uh, Kathy McMorris Rogers, the House of Representatives member from eastern Washington, who I find to be a pretty rational person most of the time, she um, had a wonderful op-ed piece in uh, the Spokane Spokesman Review in Sunday's uh, big paper, which, by the way, they have a big Sunday paper for $3, and it proves you can still do it and keep going. It was an excellent paper. Okay. Um, and by the way, before I forget, um, without naming names or stores or anything, I bought a New York Times and a Bellingham Herald on the same day recently. And the clerk seemed in such a daze, I I felt sorry for her, but she actually didn't know they were separate papers. And I had to tell her that I'm paying for two papers, not one. And I I thought to myself, what kind of education, I I don't want to insult her, but what kind of education are we giving our kids these days? I mean, you know, that seems like such a basic fact of life. But anyway, like a, a newspaper or. 
It was two newspapers. It was yeah. the Bellingham Herald well, and the New York Times. And uh, what I, found I bought is, them both. You know, it's just it's not a, it's not a thing for kids anymore. Newspapers are they're just uh, you know, I I've even even people that aren't that much younger than me. I've I've mentioned, yeah, I read this in the paper. They're like, "You read it in the paper?" <laughs> It's like well, a shock no, that I, I still get, get the newspaper. I, I understand and, all yeah. that, but just the fact that she couldn't tell two newspapers apart just blew my mind. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, that I don't care if she reads them. It's just uh-huh. amazing to me that, you know, somebody would be. But then again, she looked like she had not had any sleep at all, so who knows. But anyhow, um, what I wanted to say was um, Kathy McMorris Rogers had a wonderful op-ed, and the theme of it was um, she was not – urging overt violence all the time or not, you know, but what she did say was, and I think I completely agree because I stand with Israel, she said to quote her, Israel has a right to exist. And in this pause moment we're in, I tend to think that it's probably, I don't know for sure, I'm no war expert, but I tend to think that this is probably a good thing for Israel and for the hostages, because these hostages, I don't, I mean, granted, it's typical typical Hamas and, and uh, Muslim terrorists that they would exchange host- hostages for convicted criminals. But even so, I, I, I would go with that exchange, because in theory, the hostages' lives are, are you know, pretty valuable. And I don't know about criminals, but uh, I'll just say uh, I don't care about them, but I care about the hostages. And so um, my feeling is that this could be a good thing, maybe. Now, once again, I'm not speaking as an expert. This is kind of out of my line of uh, of expertise. But it maybe we can have a situation where we could extend this pause long enough to get the hostages back. Now, of course, I'm deeply suspicious of anything Hamas does because they are nothing more than brutish terrorists and killers. But, you know, I can say this. They started this war. Israel will finish it if needed. But the big thing is if Hamas were if, – if we extend this pause long enough to get all or most of the hostages back – I know a few have already died – but if we can extend this pause and get these hostages back, if Hamas would surrender – Israel is not going to kill all of them, or should they? That would be against the law of war. Um, And as far as I know, Israel doesn't violate the laws of war. But uh, Hamas should surrender, should volunteer to leave Gaza. There's 40,000 of them, although I don't know how many are still alive. I'm not, I have not seen a, a death count released by Israel yet of, of Hamas fatalities. But anyway, okay. as it is, Joe, as it is, I think if Hamas were to surrender, um, I'm sure Israel would be probably would do what we did during World War II. We, at the United States, I mean, and the Allies, we rebuilt Japan and Germany, as we should have. And we developed them into very firm and fair allies. And even in the 50s, when my childhood, I remember very well um, how Japanese uh, people and German people uh-huh. were welcomed into the United States and how it was Obviously, it was a mistake to have the Japanese interned in those camps, and on and on and on. And I'm just saying if Hamas surrenders, 
And I don't think Israel will kill them all or anything like that. I don't think they should. I think okay, they okay. should uh, they should send them away, maybe to Iran where they belong. Um, but the point is that um, you know it, this would be a well, good thing. Yeah. On the um, other hand, Israel cannot survive if Hamas is allowed to exist as an entity in Gaza. Well, I I suspect that uh, there won't be a surrender, that this will end in a stalemate as past conflicts have. This isn't the first one. This uh, won't be the last. By oh, Israel means. will win the war. It but, won't be uh, a stalemate. Israel will win, no doubt about it. But it's just, in, what, it's, in what form I, will Israel then reoccupy Gaza and control it and run it and, I think and govern Israel it? Will pro- um, I think I, Israel will try to get the Palestinian Authority somewhat reconstituted and and turn Gaza over to the Palestinian Authority. I think Israel may we'll have to occupy okay. it the way we occupied Japan for a, a, a time after World War II, and we occupied Germany too. It, it, at times, you have to occupy the area or the entity you defeat. Okay. But be that as it may, I think, Joe, there is no question in my mind, Israel is a superior civilization. They are superior warfighters. They have superior technology. They have everything they need to win. On the other hand, plus they're supported by the greatest nation on earth, us. And all I can say is that uh, Hamas will lose, but I hate to see more Palestinian innocent civilians. I some people yeah. hate them just because they don't they hate Jews, but I, I just think they're they're being foolish about that. Okay, but the okay. point is that Joe, we need peace, but we also need to get rid of the entity known as Hamas. Okay. And I don't mean to kill them all if they surrender. I mean to get rid of them as an entity in the Middle East and as a threat to Israel. Okay? Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Michelle. Appreciate your call. Let's go to uh, Doug in Bellingham. Hi, Doug. What's on your mind today? Hey, Joe. Thank you for receiving my call. Mm -hmm. Well, I was thinking about uh, the climate crisis, and, and, I mean, the the whole war thing plays into this as well. But basically what I see uh, is our culture right now is, is mindless consumption, rewarded with empty sex. And until we understand that uh, we can't consume mindlessly and reward our mindless consumption with empty sex because uh, things like war happen and the climate crisis happens, that literally our individual and communal choices affect not only our health, but the health of the entire planet. That That's basically what the climate crisis is saying, is, is when we consume mindlessly and reward it with empty sex, and then we're gonna we're gonna cause problems to the climate, to the environment, and we're gonna fight uh, meaningless wars, wars that don't accomplish anything except except increase the body count. I mean, what's happening in Israel, Palestine is is uh, the human family is killing the human family. I yeah. mean, if we understand there's only one human family, the human family is killing the human family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's true. Now, empty. You're saying empty sex, right? Okay, like the, just sex for the pleasure of it, or what? It, what is empty sex? Well, yeah, I, I believe that's uh, what's called idolatry, making an idol of sexual pleasure. Oh, okay. I, I believe truly that the only purpose of sex is trying to have children, and, and that includes in a marriage. And, and well, don't you think don't let... you don't think that two uh, consenting adults that that sexual relations can bring them closer together is is part of their a part of their relationship and, and, a, and an, an important part of their their connection. 
Uh, it, I think that there's it's simply uh, procre- pro- procreative, I guess, if that's a word. I, I think there's a thing called non-sexual love that we're we're incredibly disconnected from, that that we've become so used to uh, love as sexual that we don't know there's this thing called non-sexual love, hmm. and and it's it's something that we really need to explore is understanding. We can love each other no matter our age or gender or whatever. We can love each other non-sexual, and it's quite a beautiful thing. Well, and the more yeah, we love- I believe people can, obviously. I also think that, I mean, just my own opinion, I, I think that uh, uh, you know, sex can bring a, a whole new and good and positive dynamic to a relationship. doesn't mean every relationship has to have that dynamic. I'm not saying that, but... but. Well, in my in my spiritual studies, I came across this idea of uh, a woman and a man, a, a married couple, a woman and a man living together, uh-huh. and they only had sex when they actually wanted children. And if they weren't actually wanting children, they didn't have sex. Okay. And and what that did was it allowed a, a genuine amount of uh, of love to flow through the family, including for through the to the children, hmm. uh, because there was no sexual. Uh, uh, thing uh, preventing the non-sexual love from happening. And mm-hmm. I think like a lot of domestic violence situations um, uh, include a very subtle uh, abuse that is rewarded by empty sex in the marital bedroom. Okay. All right, Doug. Well, I, I appreciate it. And, and I, I, you know, we've talked before I in a number of times and I, I've never have sensed that you're, you're, religious per se in a in a uh an organized religion type of way am i am i correct in making that assumption i believe that that science and religion are one process so yes i want to learn from science and yes i want to learn from religion science and religion are one process i only i only bring that up because it's interesting because i mean there are some you know i mean you think of well, and you're talking about abstinence or abstaining from sexual relations and that being a positive thing. I mean, that's that's a, a religious tenet in, you know, and, and not I'm not saying from your perspective, but uh, in other cases from how other people who might be, you know, uh, be religious would consider sex to be, uh, you know, I'm like a, 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 well, a sinful or a. a a negative in a, in a relationship, but all right. I just, I just find that interesting. I think what happens is we use sex like a drug, like, like, uh, we might be in emotional pain and instead of experiencing our emotional pain and actually talking about our emotional pain and letting our emotional tears out, we, we use sex as a way of, I'm going to pretend I'm not in pain and and sex is a very strong drug. All right. Okay, Doug. Appreciate your call. Well, you've got to take a quick break. We got Majid on the line. He's got some thoughts on Hamas, Israel, Muslims, and all those relations in the Middle East. And uh, we got Lou on the line and others. And we'll get to you in just a moment as well here on KG Mike and X 360-676-5464. Darling, I have something to confess. I've been having a love affair. <gasps> Excuse me? I know I should be sorry, but I've been dreaming about the delectable dishes at Mambo Italiano Cafe. And yesterday, yesterday I indulged. Oh, okay. 
Their handcrafted meals, the quality ingredients, pizza, pasta, and oh, the seafood. Not to mention the passionate service and those amazing desserts. I see. All right. And the way they make Italian food an art form. Mamma mia! <laughs> okay, calm down there, foodie. Fall in love with the culinary delights at Mambo Italiano Cafe. Experience it all in Bellingham's historic Fairhaven District. At Mambo Italiano, you can taste the art of living in every bite. Oh, you think you've tried it all? Mambo Italiano just released a new menu featuring the Pollo Piazzo Pizza with chicken, gorgonzola, and it's their first Alfredo sauce pizza. Step away from the daily hustle. Slow down and savor the guilt-free flavors at Mambo Italiano Cafe. Gift cards are available for the holidays so you can share the love at Mambo Italiano. Sycamore Square in Fairhaven. After providing in-depth information and analysis of our local real estate market for almost 25 years, Mike Kent has decided to step away from the microphone. But radio real estate continues on KGMI. Join Windermere real estate experts Rick Todd, Julie Brown, and Lyle Sorensen every Saturday at 10 a.m. beginning December 2nd. Brought to you by Windermere Real Estate on KGMI AM 790 and 96.5 FM. Business owners, you have job openings? We have HireMeWa.com. HireMeWa.com is Cascade Radio Group's hyper-local job board. It's free and easy to use. Upload your available job listings today. Job seekers can post resumes, too. HireMeWa.com is available 24 hours a day. Check back frequently. New job listings added regularly. HireMeWa.com. Business owners, post your job openings for free right now at HireMeWa.com. That's HireMeWa.com. HireMeWa.com is a service of Cascade Radio Group and this station. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Delighted to have you with us here on this Tuesday afternoon. And Majid in Bellingham joins us. Hi, Majid. Yes, sir. How you doing? Uh, very well, very well. Good to have you with us today. Yes, sir. I want to talk about, you know... I wasn't going to call you for a long, long time. To well, it's see been a while. Yes, you know why? <laughs> why did I make you mad? I, I, I no, oh, okay. I am very disappointed at your callers. Well, okay. They have, yeah, most of your callers are very incompetent, very uneducated. Some of them are idiots. Okay. I'm sorry well, to say that. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. All right. okay. The reason, the reason, Joe, is I know Muslims better than you guys do. Okay. I lived there. I born there. I'm not a terrorist. None of my family were terrorists. And, you know, most Muslims are not terrorists. Mm-hmm. All I hear from them is, okay, these are all connected to Hamas, this, that, terrorists. And I'm tired of hearing this thing. Okay. You know why? The best people who come from Middle East, number one. Number two is... Muslim will never surrender. Never. Doesn't matter what happened. Do you know why? Why? Because because that land from beginning in nineteen forty eight it was belonged to Palestinians. From beginning. The only reason got divided because uh, again America came in, British came in, divided them, just like what what they did to India. And they separated them, and they made them, they forced them to be friends again. And they did. For 75 years, uh, Muslim and Jewish, 
became France okay. because of force of America and British and other countries, European. Okay. Well, that that and, region and I, was largely governed by uh, uh, was was under like a colonial type of government. Yeah. And yes, I understand. So then, but, and, but and I, I guess you have to. We have to. Arab. What's that? That land was belonged to Arab. Arab. It okay. was belonged to Muslims. They they separated it and they said, "Okay, fine. We're going to try to be uh, together." We will. Tr- uh, we're going to try to be friends. We're going to try to live together side by side. Okay, and something hit the fan, and just got out of out of hand. Like I said before, why did I say turn the other cheek? Was because this is what what was going to happen. And the reason, another reason is, all the power Israel has is because of America. Yeah, they have no power large. of their own. They cannot even build a bomb, okay? Everything they got is because of America and British, okay, and European. Right. And another thing is they know better than that because if anything happens, you see, they're trying to uh, make peace right now. Why? Because we don't want World War III, like I said before, right? Mm-hmm. Right. If, if or or and on, just even an expanded war in the Middle East. Yes. If this goes on, it's going to be World War III, and we are going to pay for it, as you know that. And as you know, China is behind. Iran is there. Iran can level Tel Aviv in a matter of seconds. I know that. You know, Iran can level uh, m- most of them. You know, you don't think they are terrorists and Jews? Yes, they are. They're not just Hamas. There are terrorists and Jews, too. And the thing is, China okay. is behind Iran, and China has 20% Muslim. And then another country is Saudi is mad at, mad at this, this situation right now. Uh-huh. Yemen. There right. is uh, Kuwait. There is UAE. There is uh, uh, Oman. There is Bahrain. There is Qatar. These are all, if they get together, they can level everybody. There is 2.8 billion Muslims. Right. Okay. 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 So what What yeah. would you say? We. I, I don't think, I Sonny, there's no secret the right there's a lot of animosity in they're that region smart. directed at Israel. But now what What would you say would they're be the, the... You see, like I said, how, Netanyahu how, made a mistake. What do okay. you think would be the way to to bring a, a semblance of peace to the region? Uh, for a, for the first time, Biden is doing something right. For the first thing, okay? Okay, what's Why? that? Because he has to. The, the thing is, well, British too. They had, they're involved too. They want to make, again, they want to make peace. They did ceasefire, and I hope they're going to continue having ceasefire, uh-huh. okay? And I hope they're going to continue uh, rebuild Gaza. Uh, Again, because you see how many millions of people are uh, homeless, how many thousands of people die, all because of America and uh, British. They're helping you know. And if they don't, the whole world is going to crumble, and all Muslims will get, get together against the Jews. 
and they're not going to beat the Muslims. Nobody going to beat the Muslims. Okay. Never, ever. Okay. Well, all right. Well, uh, uh, yeah, but are you advocating for the, the end of Israel? Is that what you no, said? Okay. I'm, I, okay. No, I'm not, because, uh, like I said, I have friends who are and Israelis. I, and I think, like, okay. you, and, uh, like you say, Israel without our support would be uh, at an existential <laughs> crisis. And, and I, you know, we have to understand. Nothing. We have they to understand. They all depend okay. on you guys. They all depend oh. on America and well, uh, which is Europe. you. Which is which is you as well, Majid. But uh, well, I appreciate your thoughts, and you know, in all this talk of uh, you know and the Palestinians were there. Your callers, your oh. callers, never even had a friend from uh, Muslim countries. They never. They sit here on their well, butt. Some they maybe. Just talk but... They just hear what they hear on the radio. Okay. And well, they just, they just yap their mouth. They're so idiots. Okay. Oh, okay, Majid. All right. All right. I I understand what you're saying, and you you've got a sense of uh, of more um, closeness to what's happening there, and I under I understand that. But uh, um, yeah, and and as far as uh, Israel's legitimacy and what have you, uh, and how Israel came to be, um, you know, the world was uh, in, in a very Strange place uh, when Israel was formed and uh, was basically was created, um, and the you know the Jewish population uh, of it's no secret of of Europe and you know much of that entire region had uh, been you know violently um, had had undergone horrors that um, that few populations have throughout the throughout human history and. The, and at that point, uh, it's not hard to imagine that the world felt that uh, this these these people need a homeland. They need a center, and um, so this is where it was established. It uh, has created a lot of turmoil ever since then. Will continue to create turmoil, um, but uh, you know, and and I think I and many many others think that Israel could do more to alleviate. Some of the pressure in that pressure cooker of a region, but um, uh, that, but I still believe in it. I I both personally believe in its legitimacy to exist. So, we'll take a quick break. Thanks for your call, Majid, and your insight. And we'll hear from others on this or whatever issue is on your mind here on KGMI Connects. Back in just two minutes. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions, formerly Vibrant USA. If you are on Medicare or if you and your family are on individual health insurance, the time to call us is now. You have a short window of time each year to review your health insurance coverage. To be sure you have the most cost-effective coverage for 2024, give Guided Solutions a call at 866-733-5111 and our helpful agents will be happy to assist you. GMC have done a great job with the new trucks. I'm blown away. Xavier Cortez is the owner of Northwest Chevrolet Buick GMC Cadillac. I love trucks. I really love trucks. Matter of fact, if you ever see me driving something around town, it's going to be a truck. But what they've done with a new model is absolutely amazing. Yes, I thought that GMC had really good competition with the other brands. But what they have rolled out this year and what they're coming with is absolutely untouchable. Great quality, super cool technology. 
how they look, how they drive is can't compare with nothing in the market right now. Not because I sell it, because I am a big fan of other makes and models. It's just because it's true. I've driven them and I'm absolutely in awe. GMC. We are professional grade. Northwest Chevrolet, Buick, GMC Cadillac. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Tired of inefficient heating, poor indoor air quality, and rising energy bills? Contact West Mechanical today to explore going ductless with a system from Mitsubishi Electric Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Tuesday. Let's go to uh, Jim in Seattle. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. How's it going today? Doing, doing well. What's on your mind? Well, many things now, okay. since, you, uh, since I'm going later. Uh, I think I agree with Majid in a lot of ways, uh, except uh, you have to remember the United States put Saddam Hussein into power in Iraq. And that's one of the very inglorious things that happened and is, is still the effects of it haven't been uh, stopped yet. They're still going on. Uh, you know, Saddam Hussein purged the left wing of the Ba'ath Party, and he basically created a dictatorship. He gassed his own people, started a war with Iran in 1980, and uh, so forth and so on. Uh, Michelle, uh, she's very triumphant about the United States and the greatest country and all that. You have to ask for whom? The two million people that are over two million that are homeless, the harder and harder to get by the crazy way where the capitalism, which we're promoting, is ruining our ecology and our economy. And I also point out what Harold Pinter, P-I-N-T-E-R, he's a British historian, uh, commentator, he says uh, American foreign policy can be summed up this way, uh, do what we say or get your teeth kicked in. And that's been documented by people that never talk about it on the cable news shows. They're, they're devoid of any debate whatsoever. I've said to you many times before, you can't have a debate without all the sides. And like in the presidential debate, why is it only the Democrats and the Republicans? Uh, the Republicans are far worse. I know that. Uh, I haven't decided. My brother says that he's not going to vote for Biden. Uh, and I told him that, you know, I understand why. I didn't say he was right to not vote for against Trump, uh, should those two. But, but Trump and Biden are both unpopular, uh, that just like I mentioned, I think it was yesterday. So one last thing, uh, Dennis Prager, I listened to, Baird Rustin, I think he's Jewish. He's a Zionist. And he was a great in the field of civil rights. He was a, a colleague of Martin Luther King. That's what Dennis Prager. But this shows you how one-sided and never a debate in our uh, our society gets to be had by uh, opposing forces. That Martin Luther King, he didn't mention Dennis Prager, didn't. Uh, 1968, he mentioned the 63, I have a dream speech. Uh, that's the one that people take off on, you know, big. It was uh, con- very collegial. But in 68... Uh, Martin Luther King, a great man, in my opinion, black man, uh, he gave a speech called Beyond Vietnam. It was 1968, I believe, and he got killed largely because what he said were the three evils, racism, militarism, and excessive materialism. 
all of which we have in our society still to this day. And any blacks that are going to make it under Trump or anyone else will be doing it under very long odds and at the expense of an overall uh, great, uh, good living that we can all enjoy if we stop our uh, greed and, and all that stuff. Militarism, right. 800 okay. military bases we have, and excessive materialism, of course. We have billionaires running the show and so forth and so on. So I, I, I'll just hear I'll just hear you out. Okay. And I, I, I thank you for letting me uh, have my time. You bet, Jim. Appreciate it. Let's uh, – uh, and I'll, I guess all I'd say to answer to that is – the, it's hard to really imagine a world, a human world, where there is not an elite class, whether whether it's billionaires, whether it is the leaders of an, uh, 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 the or the leader, or, and um, and those in power in a uh, a dictatorial society. Um, I I can't remember, or I can't really off the top of my head think of a society in throughout human history that hasn't had an elite class of, of one sort or another that really called the shots for all the rest of us uh, unfortunates. But thanks, Jim. Let's go to Lou in Linden. Hi, Lou. Howdy, Joe. Yeah, Rashid needs to take a class in the history of Islamic civilization. Because okay. sadly, even though he's a Muslim, he knows very little about the history of Islamic civilizations. For example... In the 13th and 14th century, Islamic armies invaded from the West into the subcontinent of, Af- of Asia. And during those centuries, 80 million people died, men, women, and children, according to Indian historians. This isn't American historians saying this. Indian historians say this is what happened. And then the Muslim armies conquered all of North Africa, and rivers of blood were shed. Then they crossed the Mediterranean to Portugal and Spain. Again, rivers of blood were shed. They conquered Portugal and Spain. To this day, the Muslims refer to Portugal and Spain as Andalusia, and they believe that those territories conquered by Islam should still be Islamic territories because that's what the Quran says. Then they went into France, and they were defeated at the Battle of Tours around 17, around 750 A.D. Okay. And if they hadn't been defeated in France, very likely we would all in Europe have become slaves of the Islamic fascist system. Okay. All right. Okay. So, okay. okay. Well, so well the, what is, about the Crusades, the, the, the Christian oh, Crusades into into break, Muslim Joe. lands? Give what? Break. what? Give me a break. Okay. The Crusades were uh, a effort to take back okay. Christian lands, which had been 90% Christian, but the Christians were slaughtered, they were conquered by Muslims, and okay. they pleaded with the right. Pope to per- rescue them. So they, the Pope, I agree, with the so, Pope should never have sent okay, but millions I of, guess the bottom line is, there. but Lou, the bottom line is, do we live now in, in, the, in this time, do we live with that same animosity and anger over what happened centuries and centuries and centuries ago? Do we carry ask on? Ask the Muslims, that? Joe. Ask the Muslims. Uh, oh, They're the ones no. perpetrating mass slaughter, uh, torture, rape, not I, the West, I, not uh, Jews, not Christians. 
I, I, I don't see that. I mean, there are there are groups that that carry out awful, awful things, but the Muslim world in, in at large does not advocate those kinds okay, of things. Facts, we've got so you've facts. got Muslims here's, living in your community, Lou. Right, I'm, Joe. Only seven percent of the Muslims are jihadists. That's ninety-four million okay. people out of one point four billion. Ninety-four million 94 jihadists. Ninety-four million people okay. are jihadists. Okay. And they're brutal, they're sadistic, and well, they're evil. You could probably say 7% of our population is probably brutal and awful. And, and oh, if, if they're, if they, Come they, on, I, wake I, up, well, Joe. Wake oh, up. Okay, Lou, I guess we're this peace-loving bunch, and they're just awful. I, I don't know. I can't really I can't really buy that. I, But anyway, well, there we have it. Uh, just a little something to chew on. Let's go to Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. Hi, Joe. You asked a really good question to allude just now. Do we live in dissension over things that happened centuries ago? And the answer is yes. But in our case, it's only a century and a half ago with slavery. So people want to bring up the Muslim tension with Jews and Christians. Yes, that's been going on forever. But we here in America are fixated on the treatment of black people from 150 years ago, and we we make it like it's happening today. So what you just said, you need to apply that right to the more recent history in America, because it's a valid point. We shouldn't live in dissension over something that's an ancient past and people are long dead, but we are doing it for that purpose, for that one thing. You know, we don't talk about other racism, but we're just fixated on black racism. It's like a addiction here. You hear it on the news. Even the weather is said to be racist or pollution really? is racist. Yep. Oh, yeah. I read the an weather. article two years ago. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. The, the climate change and not the weather, but the climate change, the oh, bad okay. air pollution. National Geographic had an article two years ago where they said it disproportionately affects minorities. I'm like, okay, so bad weather, air pollution is racist. That's well, crazy. Well, no, it, well, it's not crazy because we're talking about there are greater greater percentages of, of, of minority communities are living in poverty. Those communities tend to live in those parts of cities that are more heavily polluted, are cl- that is no, anecdotal. Not, not really. Yes, it is. No. It's not to do with race. It's to do with economic status, and that has to do with education. It right. have diddly to do with race, Joe. It's the choices you make in your life. But you're maintaining that race. that race has nothing to do with economic status, which which statistics don't bear out. They don't support your argument. I mean, they, Again, anecdotal, Joe. It's the choices no. you make in your life. There's many successful black people. Now, if you're going to deny there that, are, then we can't have a conversation. There, there are certainly successful black people, but not in not the enough, not right, well, not right, not not the percentage no, of of well, I mean we'll go around and around because I'll never I'll never convince you of that, but that no. I think it's quite quite evident that uh, you know I mean you know uh, household income, so many of these statistics just show, and you know level of education they just show that uh, that minority so you, so are you populations that don't. Joke? don't have the same advantages as the white population. Do you understand that that is the most racist comment you could ever make? You're insinuating that someone's DNA... Well, today I'm a racist. Yesterday I was the Antichrist. So I I think I'm making progress here. You're not getting the point here. (laughs) I'm getting it. But I think it's ridiculous, Rich. Anybody. So you don't don't think a black person can be successful? You're saying their race is detriment to them? Are you saying that? I'm I'm saying that uh, that, uh, statistically... The black population is has is less advantaged. I think there is some legitimacy to this, it, the idea or the the concept of systemic racism that it is a so thing in good, our society. How good is that? So, Joe, if we teach that in school, 
little black kids are going to think they can't do nothing. No, no, no. That's, no, that's not the idea. That. The idea is to open well, people's minds to what the reality has been in order to change it as we move forward as a society. You know what I'm saying? Do you get that? I I understand what you're saying, but and the to talk is about we're programming it, if it, minorities to be less of a person. No, we're telling them no, no, you're you're no good you're, no, you're, twi- you're twisting the whole thing, Rich. And and that no. I mean that's that's fine if that's how you want to. Uh, but I but I don't think it's fair to to the argument. But you're not the only one who does that. I it's you know that's that's what. Um, uh, it is the, I guess the, it's the go-to thing, that uh, it's racist to talk about racism and to discuss it. If it doesn't exist in a situation, well, great. But by and large, I think we can see where, uh, you know, I mean, just household incomes, home ownership, um, education opportunities. And, uh, you know, so many of these, these uh, areas where uh, minority uh, populations are lagging behind white po- the white population in our country. It's just, it's quite evident. But we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more. Uh, whatever's on your mind, we'll have time to take your call. We'll hear from Robert and Michael and you here in just a moment. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions, formerly Vibrant USA. If you are on Medicare or if you and your family are on individual health insurance, the time to call us is now. You have a short window of time each year to review your health insurance coverage. To be sure you have the most cost-effective coverage for 2024, give Guided Solutions a call at 866-733-5111 and our helpful agents will be happy to assist you. Hello, folks. This is Phil George. I'm an elder law and estate planning attorney here in Bellingham, and I'd like to invite you to join me every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. right here on KGMI for the Aging Hour. If you have questions about Medicare, Medicaid, long-term care costs, probate, wills, trusts, or anything else that has to do with aging, this is the radio show for you. Studies show that more than 70% of estate plans fail when families need them the most. Join us every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m., and we can show you how to set your family up for success. If you've been craving house-made, handcrafted meals, PNW Perks has you covered. Thursday at 8 a.m., get to pnwperks.com and you can score half off at Mambo Italiano Cafe in Bellingham. Fall in love with the culinary delights at Mambo Italiano Cafe. Experience it all in Bellingham's historic Fairhaven District. At Mambo Italiano, you can taste the art of living in every bite. Oh, you think you've tried it all? Mambo Italiano just released a new menu featuring the Pollo Piazzo pizza with chicken, gorgonzola, and it's their first Alfredo sauce pizza. No rushed meals or fast food here, just you, your palate, and the richness of handcrafted Italian cuisine, robust wines, and decadent desserts. Step away from the daily hustle, slow down, and savor the guilt-free flavors at Mambo Italiano Cafe. Gift cards are available for the holidays, so you can share the love at Mambo Italiano Cafe, Sycamore Square in Fairhaven. Family-owned and operated for over 20 years. Thursday at 8 a.m., get a $50 gift certificate to Mambo Italiano Cafe for just $25 at pnwperks.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. you joining us, and Robert, appreciate you hanging on. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, Joe, you're absolutely right. Uh, Rich is full of crap. Okay. But well, that's, not, that's not what I want to okay, talk about. Okay. <laughs> uh, Michelle mentioned that uh, she didn't think that Israel has broken the rules of war. Okay. And I think the rules of war is kind of a silly statement. But anyway, I believe the Geneva Convention states that this against the rules of war to occupy contested land. And Israel has done that for decades. They've been pushing Palestine off land 
and establishing Jewish settlements. And that's a big issue of this whole conflict. Yeah, and and that's, I guess, what I was alluding to when I made the statement that Israel could do more to to alleviate the pressure in in that region. That it, you know, with its constant push to uh, annex more and more land in the West Bank, which is really the you know the the only without the West Bank, there's no realistic uh, place to create a. Uh, a an autonomous Palestine, exactly, uh, yeah. and and to create a, to cr- come to that uh, that two two state solution, uh, but uh, and that to constantly encroach on that territory is uh, just seems counterproductive to the whole process of ever uh, ever establishing any sort of peaceful relations. Right. Uh, yeah. I like another statement here is that uh, you know that whole conflict it's a religious war. And religious wars, they last for centuries, as someone has mentioned today. Yeah. And religious wars, in my opinion, there are no good guys, just dead people. All right. Okay, Robert. Thank you. Thanks for your call. Let's go to Michael and Lyndon. Hi, Michael. Hi, Joe. How are you today? Doing all right. Doing all right. What are your thoughts? Well, before I talk about the drive-by shootings in Bellingham, um, I just wanted to remind John and Ferndale, that we still haven't heard him call back and defend how allowing illegal immigrants across our border is somehow constitutional, how DACA is somehow constitutional, how paying back student loans of others is constitutional, or any of the other things that the Biden administration has been doing, such as lockdowns, back mandates, are somehow constitutional. So I'm still waiting for him to come back someday and tell us exactly how any of those things are actually constitutional. So it's a personal challenge from me to John okay. to come back on the show tomorrow, later this week, and explain how DACA, VAX mandates, or lockdowns, or any of those things are somehow constitutional. Okay. okay? Because he's so worried about Trump ripping up the Constitution and not following the Constitution that I can't hear wait to hear from John how those things are constitutional so I have a better understanding. Okay. Okay. All right. The second thing is we have the drive-by shootings that just occurred here in Whatcom County, two of them. And I would just like to remind listeners that Washington State Democrats actually proposed legislation reducing the penalties for drive-by shootings to help promote racial equity and equality. Well... (laughs) Yes and no. I mean, yes, not equality, but but yeah. The, the, I guess the idea, and and I don't think it, it that that was floated in the in the legislature. It didn't really go anywhere. Uh, the idea, and and to say that Democrats using that as a uh, an umbrella term for everybody who's a Democrat wants this to happen, I I think is kind of nonsense. But to take the, I guess to to. Take this the, the, the making drive-by shootings, um, a, you know, a special class of crime. I think uh, to take that special class away from drive-by shootings, it's a shooting as a shooting as a shooting is their thought. Right. And because right. by and large, those charged with drive-by shootings tend to be minority and, and young people, young males. Yeah. So uh, that was the idea behind that. I I don't see any reason pers- personally to take away any sort of additional penalty for drive-by shooting. I think it's an awful thing, and it's something that 
probably leads to even, I mean, when you're talking about, um, uh, you know, innocent bystanders being hurt or injured or what have you, then it, they're, yeah. they're pretty dangerous things. So I, I think drive-by shooting should probably stand as a, as a crime, uh, you know, unto themselves. But uh, it's just, yeah, it's just reducing the penalty enhancement. I get yeah, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm still, you know, befuddled though, Joe, why, Senate Democrats voted to send stimulus checks to incarcerated violent inmates and sexual predators before releasing them early and defunding police, though. Okay. So, All right. You know. <laughs> they love those criminals and those, uh, yeah, they want to pay them it's to get like out there they, and get back. When they had Reagan the... and Dukakis and they had the revolving door. Do you remember that commercial from back in our day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Michael. Have a great day, Joe. You Appreciate too. it always. always good to talk with you. Thanks. Let's go to Jack in Bellingham. Hi, Jack. Doing real quick uh, on okay. the uh, on the whole Israel thing, the contested land. Uh-huh. You got to go back to seventy three and sixty seven, and the rules of war, not or you know, and that and they are real simple. To the victor goes the spoils. Those people got occupied in the Gaza Strip when the six nations that decided they were going to rise up against Israel told them to leave Israel because Israel is going to be wiped off the map. So they left and went to the Strip when the war started. Israel won the war. So technically, Egypt and the other five nations that started that war with Israel are property of Israel. But Israel, out of the kindness of their heart, let them remain sovereign states and not subject because they're trying to get along. Well, so but, um, let's go back and 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 we always try to revise history and never. But we what we should do is actually look at the history of the whole thing before we make silly judgments. Talking about Geneva Convention and everything like that. Simple fact is they won the war; those other people did not, and therefore it's not contested land; it's theirs. So, but and you're you're maintaining that Egypt itself, Jordan, the other nations, the other Arab nations that attacked Israel, that they are de facto Israel Israeli uh, territory. That, yeah, property. Well, ex- ex- exactly. But well, Israel Israel repelled their them. Israel defeated their armies and repelled them from its territory. It, it didn't. In, it didn't and, occupy Jordan or is Egypt. Well, they or, didn't. They didn't have to. There was an unconditional surrender because they lost. Right, you are right, and, and they didn't have the armies to, and the the material to continue to fight Israel. Yeah, so right, okay, but uh, but I okay, it's not it's not contested land. The you mean the the West Bank and Gaza? Exactly. Okay, so it's Israel. It, you're saying it's Israel's land? Yes, it is. Okay. All right. Well, I think that there are many in Israel who continue can consider that to be the case. However, if there is ever to be a two-state solution, which it seems is the only way that there could ever be a semblance of peace, is to actually give the you know a, a, as as Israel was basically uh, created, creating a Palestinian state, the international community saying this ha- you know this is the Palestinian state. And granting them the autonomy and um, and um, just the ability to to rule themselves and, uh, and peacefully side by side with Israel. Uh, I don't know if that's realistic or not, but um, 
We can only hope. But that's all the time we have today here on KGMI Connects. Appreciate everybody's thoughts. You know, we go back ancient times and Israel, uh, you know, this was the Holy Land. This was um, granted to the Israelites by God and what have you. I mean, how far back do we go here? I mean, we're talking about people who occupied land before others came. Isn't that what we're sitting on here? I'm just saying, if we look at these situations, and I'm not trying to be an idiot here, I'm just saying that, that, that people were here before we were. That's for sure. Hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. Back tomorrow, 4 o'clock, KG Mike and X.